All right, Vinyl Countdown Film Club. Let's start with the addiction report. Uh, how how you doing, Craig? Good. I um, quit. I quit something yesterday. Oh yeah, you didn't quit me, I did you? Quit you? You can't quit me. I didn't quit. You wish. You wish you knew how. How's that saying go? I wish I knew. How, yeah, it is how it goes. I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah, but you don't. But I don't. I know how to quit cigarettes though. Yeah. Thanks to Matt and his recommendation of a book. I guess I could tell the people what the book is in case anyone's listening and wants to quit smoking. Eh, no. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, what is it called again? It's called uh, The Easy Way to Quit Smoking by Alan Carr. It's Alan Carr? Isn't that a comedian? No, Jimmy Carr. Yeah, I think there's Alan Carr too, though. <laughs> oh, maybe. Anyway. Probably not. It's probably not him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Alan Carr is dead now. I think he died a few years ago. No. The book was originally released in like 84 or 85, and then he was making revisions till 2006, and then he died. So, uh, so, so far, was it been one day? How's it going? It's been, uh, almost exactly one day. I had my last cigarette yesterday at one thirty, and it's almost one o'clock now. So, yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we can, the power of community will help you get through these hard times. Anytime you need us to come over and watch heavy metal with you. <laughs> oh, that, uh, hmm, coincidentally. <laughs> right. well, I was going to say, uh, Segway. So, uh, and yeah, so we have me and Craig and Matt, and, uh, this is an unusual one. We usually do these on the weekends, but today is a little day known as family day in Ontario, which NBC is NBC and Alberta too, I believe. Right. Yeah, they definitely don't have this on the East Coast. Yeah. And, and uh, this is such a good idea, though, because you need a fucking holiday in the middle of this dark, frozen, goddamn piece of shit. Yeah, got New Year's, <laughs> and then you're supposed to last yeah, till Easter? You're last for three months? Like, fuck you. It's true, too. This has been a nightmare. Like, it has yeah. been so cold. It was minus 25 the last two days. That's yeah. it's Celsius, you motherfuckers. Plus wind chill. Yeah. Ah, uh, brutal. Um, yeah, and they take family days fucking seriously. I think it's because everyone does feel, uh, you know, like... Uh, What's the word? Guilt that they don't spend more time with their family. So when there's a day called family day, everything is closed. It's yeah. insane out there. It's like a ghost town. You cannot get booze anywhere. I'm glad you guys came prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went yesterday to the old LCBO. Yeah, the whole fucking, I went to the Duff Mall. It was hopping just because everyone is like, got to do our fucking shopping before family day. Right. So Joel, of course, is honor bound to spend the day with his family. Although last time I saw him, he was kind of like, to his wife, he's like, do I have? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes, well, yeah, you have just to. hang out on Sunday. Same thing. Uh, and because of a Monday, this Monday thing, we'll see. But hopefully, uh, my friend Jason from our wrestling podcast, Smarkamania, that uh, Craig has also been on, that uh, ho- hopefully he'll swing by sometime because uh, he, he normally can't nice. come because he works weekends. But we'll see. I haven't heard from him. He's probably dead to sleep right now. Yeah. But I wanted to mention about addiction type stuff. So we're watching heavy metal, blood, tits, sweet rock and tunes, mm-hmm. the whole the whole nine yards. Uh, so last episode, I was mentioning briefly that I decided to try to give up porn for New Year's. Yeah, that didn't last too long. For it, nude years, yeah. <laughs> that was the that was the last day, wasn't it? I made it, yeah, because I guess I made it eleven or twelve days. Yeah, that was pretty much the end of it yeah. during our last recording. But it's been kind of on and off since then, and I realized it's just like. Like, it helped having that, like, I did it for New Year's, January 1st. I had a date. I knew exactly. And, like, that made it easier and kind of more exciting. So what I decided just recently is I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Wait till next New Year's. Quit again. <laughs> yeah. No, I need... It 13 days. I, it's like it's a resolution <laughs> of some kind. Maybe everyone could adopt <laughs> these things. But I need, a, I need a strong milestone like that, though, to make it 
interesting or like to, for my Fair brain to me. care <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not just floating in in the ether and it's like it doesn't matter if i do it or i don't so i was like why don't i just once i fuck up i'll just wait till the beginning of the next month mm. and start at the beginning of each month but then i'm like that's yeah, a long time though because i'm uh, how, how long am i gonna make it and then i go a whole month so i decided i'm gonna wait for the start of the month and mid-month those will be my times that i'll start again and my thinking is like i don't i don't even intend to just like give up porn it's just it's like a moderation. Yeah, it's like a cleanse. It's like let's see if I can go a week or whatever, and then go back. And I, I just think that'll be good because honestly, it's been like not watching porn is like had these things where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm seeing things different. But honestly, I've had some pretty good mind storms after jerking off to porn as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly think both sides are valuable. So yeah, I'm trying to like set some kind of balance. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is it's the 16th today. So yesterday was the 15th, the start of a new cycle. And now we're watching the most tit-filled cartoon that North America has ever seen. This probably inspired the Japanese to do what they do. It's so probably. full of tits. Yeah, I don't think the Japanese had tits before 1981. Yeah. So it was unpleasant. So uh, I'm going to need your guys' support. I might need to just like grasp your hands as we watch this. We'll help Craig with the smoking. But yeah, yeah, it's only been, again, a day. So uh, it's like the reverse where that it's only been a day for you, Craig, probably makes it harder because you're closer to cigarettes where it's the reverse for jerking off. It's like, well, I just jerked off two days ago. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's like I have the it's the nicotine addiction. You're not it's it's not a drug that jerking off is. It's not like. There's arguably a little, like, of a dopamine thing, but it's yeah. still not the same. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the longer I go without a cigarette, the easier it gets, because the less nicotine is in my system, right. making me want more. Well, I'm proud of you, son. Thanks. Thanks. I'm pretty proud, too. Nice. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's good. It's crazy when, because when you're a, a heavy smoker, you're like, there's no way I could stop this. It's impossible. This is my life. This is the way I am. And then you stop, and you're like, oh, this is fine, too. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah, it. Okay. Man, something I heard the other day, I can't remember what the guy was talking about, his various type of addiction, I can't remember what it was, but I liked how uh, he put it, because, like, so much of this is obviously your mindset, like you're talking about with this book, and just, like, you know, once you really have a good reason in your mind to stop, it's so much easier, and the way this guy put it was, instead of looking at addictions like, like, I'm trying to quit, because then it's just, you're fighting it, and it's like, eventually you're gonna fail, or whatever, his way of looking at whatever it is, is like, I just don't choose that anymore. Yeah. And I like that. Looking at it that way, it's like, hey, I, I, it was my choice. I can totally do this or not do this. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, I don't have to do it anymore. Right. It's nice. I'm always amazed, I mean, with the porn thing. I'm like, every time I, like, relapse or whatever, <laughs> I'm like, but when you think back through it, it's like, I... I literally was just like at my computer working on something. I thought like I could stop working on this, <laughs> go find some porn, <laughs> like so many steps. I'm like, really? I went through that many steps. I had like a million chances to not do this, but it's not that many steps though. <laughs> it's no. not like back yeah. in the day when you had to go like get a hookup from some kid and be oh, like, yeah. listen, I stole my dad's porno. I'll <laughs> sell it to you for like 50 comic books. Like what? That's way too much. And then there's bartering and then you got to find gotta, a dad. You got to find someone whose parents are out so you can watch it at their house. Yeah. yeah. That like is a whole to do. That really is true though. Yeah. Like if anything, I feel like that makes it even more important for me to try to, to gain some kind of, uh, 
balance with this because it is just like a faucet you just turn on and porn comes out now it's ridiculous like yeah even if i had to go to a convenience store and buy a porno mag that's a that's a much bigger hurdle or even if you had porno mags at your house and you had to get them out and yeah. flip through the pages like yeah. come on i'm like that with my dvds sometimes like i've got movies over there and sometimes i'm just like ah, i'd have to get up off the couch and just <laughs> get it downloaded it's weird too with porn because i think like such a big part of it is that uh like thing in your brain of uh hunter gathering or whatever of like wanting to find out new stuff and just like conquest new lands or whatever like even just back in the porno mag days i remember like yeah this is i like this mag i remember this one uh, this one's kind of boring but it's got some okay stuff where now it's just new all the time and like that's a whole other it's like crack version <laughs> anyway that's enough of talking about porn <laughs> so heavy metal is yeah. the movie for uh this month's installment so let's discuss briefly our memories of heavy metal how about you craig when did you first discover this little gem probably five six years ago maybe seven or eight within the last decade for sure could, could have been 20 30 <laughs> <laughs> no it was definitely yeah it was probably around like 2005 2006 that i first saw it it was badass did you just like stumble upon it or someone introduce you i remember i don't know maybe it, it might have even been after that south park episode that right. paid tribute major boobage are we gonna throw that on at some point during the day good yeah might as well that's, right that's a, that's a that's a good episode rock and tits and such yeah so how about how about you, Maddie? I'm pretty sure my interactions with heavy metal uh, arose actually from the magazine before I ever saw the movie. Because right. I remember just being at whatever local convenience store and they had it. And it was basically porno that the shopkeepers didn't know was porno. So they would sell it to kids. And sweet too, because it's like, but it's still like really well done, super yeah, well like drawn pretty, adventure porn. Yeah, it's a pretty good comic too. And like even the some of the, the stories that are non-porn based are like, decent little stories and shit so it was like the best of both worlds it's like sweet comic books porno and a reasonable price what what more do you want and the movie's got rock and roll and joe flaherty and yeah. john candy yeah it's got a lot of canadian yeah. stuff because uh what's his name the guy that directed ghostbusters he, harold ramus yeah he was like a producer on this he or was, ivan reitman harold ramus is ivan the, reitman. yeah that's right yeah and i like too about the heavy metal um comic book it's similar to this movie in a way that like the stories weren't really like traditional stories start middle and end it was just like here's just some cool shit that's happening and just just don't worry so much about what it means or where it's going because next month it probably won't even be in yeah, anymore no, you never get there was like once in a while you'd get something that was sequential and it would last like four months and that was that was crazy but even still today i kind of want to if i were to get a subscription to anything it would be that just because it literally is you just pick it up fun little story and then that's it i actually yeah got an old heavy metal from bmv books a little while ago i got a, a conan and a heavy metal and the conan really sucked and the heavy metal was great because mm -hmm. yeah, it's just although it was like uh but like late 90s era heavy metal magazine and it was like not only was the storylines have a fair amount of like tits and stuff in it but every ad was for like like, you can order hentai VHS tapes now. <laughs> Holy shit. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or like the uh, Milo Manara, like, yeah, yeah. European erotica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I mean, the ads, if you just wanted to jerk off to it, the ads are, are good enough yeah. for that. But it actually had some, like, cool stuff. And, yeah, like, really well done. I guess this is, like, a, it's a French magazine. It was called Metal Hurlant. And there's a show being made now. So I was all excited when I heard a heavy metal show being produced, co-produced in France. I was like, amazing. But it turns out it's live action. It's not what? animated. What? Uh, yeah. And I, I watched some little bits of it. And it doesn't look very good. 
but they still talk about making a sequel like they made heavy metal 2000 but that was garbage yeah. uh but like a real sequel and it was um who is that guy he's all famous now there's like a big name director who uh quentin tarantino it's not uh, him. alfred hitchcock joe flaherty <laughs> yeah i don't know i'd have to look it up because i don't remember anymore but somebody big name who's got sway in hollywood keeps talking about making a new heavy metal so senior spielberg <laughs> but how i found this like i knew the magazine because like my uh my uncle in particular i remember i had a ton of them and uh just like in his room at his house and i was like oh these are the best but i was amazed when i saw this movie because it was at my friend terry's place and i only met him when i was in sixth grade so i was like sixth seventh grade and he had the movie network so we were just flipping through it and this thing came on and uh, i remember we like within minutes we were like put in a vhs tape you need to record this <laughs> get it in there get it in <laughs> so my copy was missing some stuff from the beginning but mind-blowing i'm like 13 i'm a super perv anyway i always had a certain fondness for cartoon boobs i was like this is super incredible but then as i got older and older i'm like like i just really respect this movie like it is it's awesome there's no other movie like this with just this vibe and this style and like yeah it is the best i always think too of like i guess maybe a good example is what was that movie tax chicks um Sto- oh, uh, stone, stone, age. stone age yeah that's I, the other one i kind of wanted to do i always think like if i was a guy like that this movie would be yeah, my is, world yeah this is everything <laughs> you've ever wanted so i would like imagine like imagine if you could have seen this in the theater when it came out in 1981 and you got your jean jacket and your stringy hair and like your your chicks man yeah and you bring some chick that let you finger her while you watch it <laughs> <laughs> like that's like if i could have a holodeck that's what i would do <laughs> you just came from the arcade yeah. you reek of cigarettes <laughs> yeah that would just be the greatest the greatest you could ever man and the soundtrack of this movie is super awesome so yeah so we got the normal viewing and then we're going to try to watch the pre like on i had somewhere years ago i found the uh it's like the collector's edition dvd where it's like the the rough sketched out version of it so we'll watch that and the south park episode i think it's gonna be a pretty sweet day i'm looking forward to it rest in peace joel and mike mike still might be able to make it we'll see uh, but it might just be the three caballeros. Your one way ticket to midnight. Call it heavy yeah, metal. It's your one way ticket to midnight. Call it heavy metal. I'm gonna be a guy. Call it heavy metal. Desperation on the red line. Call it heavy metal. No. And then I woke up at like ten after two, and my ass was like, "Did you um?" <laughs> be like moving today because like, got stuff do. well let's start with that all right so uh so we still uh, don't know what exactly mike's up to today i don't he was just said he had a lot of stuff to do and of course joel has a family and as we discussed it's family day uh so we but we've been joined by first time ever guest jason sensation from smarkomania because we're doing a rare monday appearance so uh well, this is not his first Vital Countdown guest spot. That's true. It's way, time at the film club. Way back in the day. This is, uh, this is always weird, right? We're, doing, we're just doing, we'll just do a quick little recording now. Uh, what was I just going to ask you about? Dicks. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, anyway, yeah. Smarkomania is uh, the mainstay, and I was on an episode of Vinyl Countdown probably two years ago now. Oh, oh yeah, I remember what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, so, yeah, you rolled in. 
a little later to uh, the the Vic fuck the Von Kentown Film Club, but but that's what's so great about this is like who cares? We're watching heavy metal all day, <laughs> so you didn't miss much. I was a little bummed out that I'm not gonna get the full three movie experience, but at the same time I was like, sweet, I don't have to watch that movie three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know though. By the end, you might just be like, fuck. I'm gonna oh, I missed it. Go home and watch it a third time and record a a little extra piece. So you were saying you haven't seen it since you were uh, a soft supple teen. <laughs> Yeah, probably <laughs> 15 or 16. Um, I remember I used to watch it It'd be on Showcase late night right? all so, the time. Because, I mean, I watch it probably twice a year. I've seen it so many times, it's ridiculous. But what are your memories of this fine film? I don't know. Just people flying around on space motorcycles and, like, <laughs> oversized boobs. And it also reminds me of, like, going into, like, uh, convenience stores and reading heavy metal magazines and being like, whoa, I could probably jerk <laughs> off to this. <laughs> I love that we all have very similar experiences and memories of the heavy metal franchise in general so uh, yeah this is weird too because so we're doing for our second viewing we're gonna watch the south park episode major boobage and then we're gonna watch the weird work print black and white no music version of the movie with additional scenes and deleted stuff and we're just gonna play rock and tunes to go with it like make our own soundtrack so it's gonna be a weird first viewing for you in a decade or whatever (laughs) (laughs) to say the least but i mean i'm i'm excited for the uh the second viewing where we just go back and watch the movie like straight up again because uh I'll I'll get to when we do the final recording. I'll be able to actually be a part of that because you guys are just going to talk about what you got out of the first movie. I'm going to sit here like a putz and probably drink. Speaking of, so uh, so what so what so, uh, so what do you think? What did we come up with in this first one? I guess mainly that this framing device of the Lochnar is terrible, weak device. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they just were trying to find ways to it. Because I guess these were all originally in the heavy metal magazine in some form or another, except the first one, Harry Canyon. But, uh, yeah, like, the Lochnar is talking a lot of shit yeah. to this girl. He's, He's like, just like, I'm the son of all evil, and look how badass I am. And really, half the time, he's not even doing anything. I, I gotta feel like he's like on the way to becoming all evil so he's like you know fake it till you make it kind of thing he's <laughs> right. like if i just say that i'm all evil maybe people will get on board with that because really everyone who indulges or who deals with him some people get fucked but some people come out real well you make thirty thousand chrono bucks you get to be a big dick uh yeah sweet barbarian dan from earth i feel like there's there's yeah he is faking it till he makes it there's time travel involved because when he's telling the girl all these stories they all happen in the future from that point like it's 1981 or whatever when he's telling her that but then like oh, the guy with the chrono be- bucks is in new york like 60 years from now or whatever it is but her dad did take a space corvette to the house so it's very indeterminate largely mustache based (laughs) (laughs) really when you think about it so you're saying that anyone could have done that if they were just bold enough to try and had the mustache to do it yeah if he was a salt and pepper gentleman with a bold mustache you would you'd be amazed what you can get done in your life but like the main tip off about the the time travel is because like the very end of the movie after like the big epic half hour like last story she flies away on a pterodactyl like bird and her hair goes gray like it's clearly her in the past when she's hearing that story and hearing all these stories has turned her into this badass Talarian or whatever because uh, she's what happens is because the Lochnar tells such shitty stories <laughs> this and boring fails, fuck yeah, needs to go down and fails to intimidate the girl enough that in the future she is successful in her efforts where the Lochnar assumed she wouldn't be. Agreed. Because it's all a reverse... It's very Terminator-style yeah. 
reverse time travel thing. And she's like, oh, that's not what was supposed to happen. But it did because you're so awesome and I suck so hard. It is weird too, right? Every time they cut back to the girl, she's still freaking out and being terrified. And you assume, well, I guess he's not telling the story, right? I guess it's like gaze it's into like, me. and It's like a Matrix style or Vulcan style mind meld where you just know immediately. But that whole thing has to happen in like 10 seconds. I think though he's like just pleased that she's just so freaked out by the whole yeah. situation and seeing her dad die that every time he's like he got away with it. It's like, oh, she didn't notice that nothing really that bad happened in that one. Whew. So basically the Loch Nair is a really bold, ambitious individual. He's got one power that if you touch me, I can kill you or I can make green brooch. yeah a sweet brooch <laughs> a green goo transmit my power but at the end of the day he can't do that much but he's got ambitions to be this bold thing so he tries to freak out this girl who's going to be the Loch Nair or the whatever they're called Talarian or te- whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think was it. Yeah. but because the titarian the tits <laughs> the double tits the triple d's <laughs> do you think too that one story where he literally did nothing the captain stern one where even Hanover fist picks him up and puts it in his pocket. Do you think maybe the Lochnar doesn't change size, so just those are giant people, <laughs> so he can't affect it enough? Almost certainly, thick ass skin. I yeah. think he did do something. I don't think Buddy would have gone crazy and wrecked shit if uh, it went for the Lochnar. Right, but it but but it seemed like that was the plan though. Where Stern was like, "You did good." Boss. If you watch Stern throughout, yeah, like if you only jump to the end, then that's a logical conclusion. But you walk watch him throughout when. The guy's like teetering between the two personalities. Right. Stern clearly doesn't like it when he starts being like he molests children and sells drugs, dressed as a nun. Like that's freaking Stern out. He that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, and the Loch Nair is making him do that. Yeah, the preschool prostitute ring or whatever. It's like a guar <laughs> song up in this bitch. <laughs> preschool prostitute. <laughs> that was a weird thing too. Like this movie, it's pretty robust. Nineteen eighty one action of just blood and tits. But that was like that was the scene that really is going kind of far. Like thirty seven counts of rape. And he, <laughs> like, he like he throws a wing to everyone who's like yeah <laughs> i yep. like the rick james video for give it to me baby uh shit, what was i was just gonna say fuck um yeah i don't know Lochnar. <laughs> so yeah there's not much i don't think we're gonna get as deep into this as we did into peewee's big adventure or even freddie got fingered yeah yeah this movie really is very di- oh i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say about captain stern i think like the problem with that one is that's the one where they did try to shoehorn in some kind of weird plot of like good work Hanover and then but by the way you're dead and it's like stop having a plot it doesn't make sense the other ones had no plot and that was fine or no like they had a plot but not like a definitive twist or any of this bullshit yeah I did not like that one yeah yeah it was pretty lame yeah it's alright because all the other ones I was saying like I wish this would keep going I wish these were all their own movies but not that one my main memory is that none of the vignettes have any plot it's just stuff happening and you just you're, you're meant to get really baked well, we cocaine was really popular at the time. This, oh, yeah. mo- this movie's probably, f- yeah, this, yeah, this movie's probably fueled by cocaine. You're meant to get wasted and watch this with your with your dude buddies. Like that's yeah. and well, that's what we're doing, I guess. So that's just my that's true. My two yeah. cents. That's I a good analysis. Add. We also realized that the first story with the the girl and the cab driver, like Fifth Element, yeah. is that story. Like somebody saw Fifth or saw Heavy Metal, and that first story, they're like, we need to make this a whole movie. And the Tarna story is very She-Ra, <laughs> very close. Basically, all I took away from the first viewing is that when he's boning the girl, and the other dude shows Wait, up. And which one? There's so many girls that Den, get boned. Den from Earth. Okay. <laughs> and all he says to him is, come. 
Yeah. And then there's like a 30 second pause where everyone just looks around and nothing happens. And it's like well, something That's... happened. It was just off camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have. Yeah. He dropped been a fat load. Yeah, there should have been. That was about the extent of it. Yeah, there should have been a pause, and then yeah. he just goes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. That's all it is. All right, so now we'll see if... Uh, so, I mean, that's good. We've broken down our old preconceptions that this fit in any way and did have any kind of connective <laughs> tissue. Now that we've definitely understood that it doesn't, that's like this is that moment where, you know, when you're lost and you don't understand how to find a solution to something, that's when you're about to find the answer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I'm trying not to talk up viewing too too big, but I think yeah. we're gonna break the code on this one. So let's watch an episode of South Park that's yeah. loosely based yeah. on it, and then watch a black and white about, version with no sound. Yeah, about <laughs> taking cat piss to the face. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is it, man. You can't. It's what like Einstein said: you can't solve a problem from the same place that the problem arose. You got to go somewhere else, and yeah. that's where we're going. So let's do it. <laughs> viewing number two. <laughs> So start us off, Jason. Repeat that if you could. Okay, so the only description of this movie is that it is a glowing orb terrorizes a young girl with a collection of stories of dark fantasy, eroticism, and horror. So watching the weird uh, fucking storyboard work print version, I'm not going to say it's the best idea I ever had. It was pretty rough. Yeah. So since this is the first time you've seen this movie since you were a young, impressionable man, how did you feel about that, Jason? I can't wait to watch it again. And hope it makes some kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, so basically what I could gather, based on what you guys were talking about, I sort of got the gist, but uh, this... You got the dark fantasy eroticism and horror, though, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys kept talking about boobs a lot, and I definitely that definitely translated. Um, to just put the the plot in perspective it's basically just this dude comes home from work on a sp- from a space job um it is space convertible yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh although that was very hard to understand in this version it was a very <laughs> rough animation he finds that lorax what's it called not the lorax <laughs> the the zornog what was it the lochnar the lochnar uh, the lochnar and the Lochnar disintegrates his, his whole family except for the young girl, and it decides to tell him all these ridiculous stories of just like giant dudes trying to bang large-breasted females. Did you notice too? It says here number one cast member is Roger Bumpass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love whenever I'm at uh, Matt's place uh, and I'm waiting for him to open the door. I always look at the list of people that live there. What's that one name that I always see that is so funny? A gorilla. <laughs> like, I'll think of it. I'll think of it because it is. It's like that. It's oh, it's uh, it's a gobdolt. <laughs> Which I'm just like, how is that a name? A gorilla is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a gorilla. Uh, so, so yeah, that was real weird. So that version we watched, some parts were fully animated. Most of it was just uh, either mid-animated or just stills and no music. So we just had the soundtrack playing, which was kind of cool. It kind of worked. But there was the pre-rotoscoped Telcarian yeah, or whatever. Girl. The like, girl in real life. Yeah, she was full-on yeah. just a, a filmed person. And uh, 
don't know, it was all out of order. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, so that was the original plan was to save Harry Canyon and Tarna for the end because those were the money melons. But then they were like, I think somebody this... made the point that the parts that were fully animated were probably like made for the trailer. Right. Because, yeah, oh, we watched the trailer while you were smoking. It's a fucking awesome trailer, man. It's yeah. like, enter the dark world of like erotic <laughs> delights. And yeah. it does show like every scene of tits. <laughs> it's like, this it like shows her chained up and it's like, get my whips. Well, I'm sure yeah. there's, there's a, there's a version of this that's cut to be like PG. And I'm sure there's a version that's cut, like just fan cuts, that's made to be a full on porn. Because I think there's enough in there. That you could you could make it a, an X-rated film. Oh, that's something I should bring up too. With this, that I just thought of now. But when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy the first time, because I think everybody on Earth had the same experience where they were like, "Who the fuck even knows what this is?" But Marvel movies are fun, so let's try it. And then you realize half an hour in, it's the greatest goddamn Especially movie ever made. People in Ethiopia, they fucking. <laughs> right. But I mean, I worked at Strange <laughs> Adventures for Man, years. Man, I could use a break from the diamond mine. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's what I got. And like, I I never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I worked at a comic store for like seven years. Like, they they might as well have been original characters. But I remember thinking as I was watching it, I was like this is like a heavy metal movie just without blood and tits so i want someone to make a fan edit of guardians of the galaxy or a live with action heavy metal yeah what did i say um guardians of the galaxy oh, oh. i meant to say heavy metal because oh. <laughs> man guardians of the galaxy was like a live action guardians of the galaxy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking sense um so, so did you guys uh did you glean anything new from this bizarre second viewing i don't know that i got much out of it yeah no, if anything, I got less. Like, yeah. I yeah. got dumber for having watched this. Like, It was a great entry point for me. I think the one thing that I pointed out is chrono dollars is time equals money. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. basically the only time you hear it's like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good observation. <laughs> Otherwise, I was just like non sequiturs and one-offs, and you guys are just sort of no-selling it. <laughs> it had, though, it had the sweet thing. So it started with Den this time, and then it went to some other shit and some other shit. I don't know who fucking cares. But it, but, but they, they skipped that whole progression of humanity right from yeah. like primordial ooze to hitler to fat hitler times <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh, world war yeah, two world bombers. war two which is where the bombers came in yeah that was pretty cool like i yeah, think that would have been awesome nice... it's an unfortunate that they didn't keep that in because yeah, that's probably that's probably like what he said that's what they didn't have time to yeah. animate or whatever yeah. that would have been cool yeah, and uh, I remember I had like I watched like a half hour on that same DVD. It was like a half hour making of, and I don't remember most of it, but I do remember them saying that like when animators aren't animating Ferngully or whatever, when they can just draw what they Fern want Gully to draw. Was great. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it wasn't, but you know when these guys have their their own time to themselves, like heavy metal is what they draw. They draw <laughs> shit like that. Laser and, guns and boobs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what I would have drawn as a teenager. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense. I think that it's. It's like it is, you know? It's like if you, you're just like, wow, we get to make a big-budget animated movie full of blood and tits. Like, put everything in. No time for this to make sense. Yeah, that's true. The other thing that we noticed was uh, when they were doing that long landscape shot. Oh, yeah. That looked hyper-realistic. It's almost like they just made a set and ran a, like, ran a camera on a track down through it because it looked too good to be what the yeah, CGI tech... Oh, yeah. What was that? Yeah, and we think maybe that is what they did because uh, in Escape from New York, they did that. Like, it's supposed to be the computer program, but it really was just uh, like little cardboard buildings with, with, yeah, with like tape on them. Yeah. So it looked. But that the, in Escape from New York, you watch that and the, the tape lines are real thick. There it was real precise. Like, there was something fucking fucked up going on in there maybe the Lochnar made this movie <laughs> it came down <laughs> oh, and like showed the people like that this is what needs to happen 
So, yeah, I guess we're just going to do uh, the one more cap it off cherry on top normal viewing. But I, 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 I am not expecting any grand revelations no, out of this no. movie. It's too weird and too... But it's... I guess I guess that's what we found is that it's it a is a metaphor for puberty. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> that's a, almost certainly true. You know, it's like a metaphor if, for anything. <laughs> like it's it's just it, it's a it's I just imagine these write these writers for heavy metal were like we get to do a movie, let's go go sit in different cubicles and let's just bring back our each product and make it all uh, the parts a whole i want everyone to go jerk off and tell me what you were thinking about when you came <laughs> and then they all came back and it was all just either guns and boobs or swords and boobs yeah. well i was thinking about murder oh yeah me too well i was thinking about sex and murder well okay how do we work I'm, that together? i'm glad you said it because i didn't want to be the first one to admit it but no we all were to be the first guy who was like i get boners from murder yeah. and but then when it's once it was out on the table everyone was like well yeah everyone does <laughs> everything is just the most phallic yeah and yeah oh yeah that's funny too because we watched the the south park where it was like super boobs everywhere but if anything the real movie is yeah. way more about cock yeah just it's hard all the power of dick robot cock alien cock yeah. barbarian cock that one alien that or that one robot who like bangs the chick he's <laughs> super horny robot he's just <laughs> immediately yeah he's like immediately horny and wants to marry her i just think that's funny we're watching it and jason just goes that was one horny robot <laughs> 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 can't, can't argue with that she's like you can't you can't take care of my uh, emotion my 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 that that need that i have as a human he's like what is that <laughs> Yeah, that was actually because yeah, there were a few little lines, yeah, that didn't make it into the final movie, and I did really like that one where the chick's like, uh, like I don't think you'd be able to look after my emotional needs, and he's just what like, this emotional, emotional needs, <laughs> what is that? Well, I'll worry, I'm worried you'll come, I'll come home and find you banging the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I think that's the thing is that viewing was so weird and strange. That was like the cock tease viewing. Right. It's almost like we really only watched it once today, and now we get our triumphant boom, second real viewing to just like metal. <laughs> yeah, just send everyone home happy. Yeah. Oh, uh, the music's going to be synced up properly yeah, instead yeah. of something weird. Which will be a nice treat. Yeah, because we just had the soundtrack playing in a loop, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it way didn't. Working at a coal mine is never, it never works. It never fits. <laughs> but Veterans of the Psychic War never doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mob Rules, best yep. song. All right, then. Number three, two, two, two point five. Viewing number three, uh, so I guess, I don't know that we really figured much out. Didn't we? <laughs> Didn't we? Not really. It, it was almost like a tease where we felt like we were figuring something out. Because right at the start, when the dad comes down in his rocket Corvette and comes home, and he's like, I'll show you, i got my death orb that I brought home. And we noticed he had the S symbol that the asshole from the end has on him. And we're like, what is the, what is the connection? And then over the next 90 minutes, we came to the conclusion there was no connection, no connection and we don't all. know what's happening. Yep. A- anyone notice anything else? No. Uh, <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I think we're a little worn out. I think the best probably, because at that point, yeah, like you just hit that wall where you're like, there's nothing in here. There's nothing for us to learn. But then when we jumped to the meta level of trying to understand the people who made this film, do you want to hit us with that theory, Jason? Because I liked it. Oh, my God, man. Like, we, we, we came to the conclusion that it was a metaphor for puberty after watching the work print because it's just like, oh, boobs and swords and guns. But for me, anyway, rewatching it with color and uh, the movie completed, it just seems like they had a cocaine budget that was may or may not have been more than the movie. <laughs> oh, I like to your, I like your idea too of how it starts, like that slippery slope yeah. of drug abuse, where they're like, "All right, we got all these magazines, we got to turn it into a movie." Just one, just fire up one line, and it'll just get the ball rolling. And then about eight months later, they have the work print, and they're like, "We're done." <laughs> You know those parts where we wrote Supernova FX? Like, everyone knows what that means. It's fine. And that'll be perfect. But we do get to the point where the production team comes in and they say, like, yeah, you have spent all of the cocaine budget. Um, So I I do really appreciate the fact that you've drawn all of this, like starting at the beginning of human existence with the primordial ooze and then you show like the caveman you have that like beginning of space odyssey moment where they're like trying to figure out like what the next and then you phase into like you know evolution a little bit more and you know you show like world war ii start to happen but you know that that's the positive side of coke we all appreciate what you did there but the cocaine budget is done like we can't give you any more cocaine money until you produce more than these like shoddily drawn images and And also that's the point when they hired all the other animation studios they were like fuck it pay money for other people to do it they they started calling around like how high are you guys right now (laughs) really um oh that's okay though we need the help But, but basically what happens is it's sort of a, a metaphor for running out of cocaine when we get to the zombie part because they're just like, oh man, there's, there's zombies everywhere. They're scratching themselves and that's where you get that whole. And also I was thinking that's the only part that is like horror in the whole movie. And to yeah, have the other stuff has horror elements, but yeah, that one is straight up terrifying weird shit. I would have liked for them to explore that a bit more. And I think that the buildup scene would have really added to the movie and i wish they would have animated that but wait when does the last bag of plutonium yeah. nyborg i think that's yeah. after that right because yeah because that part he's on the planet and then they're scanning it and that goes to the people at yeah, the pentagon yeah, yeah, yeah. so they must have got so some shit back more cocaine after that yeah as metaphorized by the guy snorting coke up off the floor. Yeah, and maybe that makes giant, sense, too. Yeah. The giant barrel of cocaine and the two, like, stoner yeah. <laughs> aliens are just like... And that segment is the most happy-go-lucky, fun time, yeah, no conflict. Is, yeah, I mean, the spaceship's a giant smiley face. Yeah, they're like, we got out of that hell pit and we're never going back. The most dire situation to the most carefree drug field situation. So they clearly must... Something must have gone well for them it at even that point. kind of makes sense that, like, that there was that that failed connection of the dad at the start having the symbol from the enemies at the end like they they fully intended for that to connect to something and to make sense they were setting up dominoes that they were incapable of knocking down i don't know if you've never done cocaine before but that movie is a lot like doing cocaine we have all these abstract thoughts and you're just like talking to your other friend who's also coked out but you really don't get to a point. You're just so psyched about everything. Yeah. And that's that's really represented by all the boobs, guns, and the swords. And while you and everyone else is still high as fuck, it makes sense in your head. And you don't feel like you have to explain yeah. it. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I think that actually, I think we've done it again, gentlemen. Honestly, I think we have. I think we've come up with the best possible explanation for that movie. That explanation is lots of cocaine. Yeah. Hollywood, 1980-level cocaine. And it that really does fit. Like, all of our within-the-movie theories, like, we have these little bits and pieces, and they're never connecting, but this all seems to fit very clearly. The overlying plot is really that the 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 Drachnor, the... With the Lochnar, the cockfuck is, cock is just telling all these ridiculous stories to this girl. He's coked up too. Oh yeah, He's like, exactly. I am so the Lochnar. What I did. The Lochnar is a coked up dude <laughs> trying trying to pick up an underage fucking, an underage girl <laughs> yeah. who is not having any of it. It's like, listen, this is what I did. This is what I did just today, baby. This is what I did today. Do you understand? I I, I made civilizations, and she's like. Ah, oh, dude. She no. has that horrified look on her face, like, oh, the whole time. Like, yeah. I couldn't even... She didn't, and what you were saying, it would be funny if, you know, they recut it, and by the third or fourth story, she's just sitting there going, like, <laughs> yeah. like tapping her fingers, just saying, like, uh But she's still kind of, like, just moved out of home or whatever. She's still kind of too uh, naive to the world to just cut the guy off. Yeah. She's sort of willing to yeah. put up with this. That's the, that's the classic, like... When you're coked out trying to pick up an underage girl, she's like, "Oh, you're, you're cool, whatever." She's not rude enough to be like, "Shut up, you drug addict." <laughs> but really, the Lochner's just a drug addict who doesn't realize that he's not gonna pick up this girl at the end of the night. But he just can't stop because he's so into it. See my power. Yeah. So cocaine <laughs> is the sum of all evil. I mean, it's not not that, right? <laughs> so, I, think it, I think ultimately it's the sum of all harmless fun. <laughs> like, yeah, you look at it. Until it runs out. Man, I, yeah, dudes, I'm, I'm saying we did it. I'm saying we did it again. Three for three. Three oh, Vinyl Countdown Film Clubs, three movies fully understood. <laughs> yeah. we, we know how the world works now. And we didn't even need Mike and Joel, man. We did it. Well, we mostly did it because of Jason. I'm glad you didn't have to work today on this know, great family day. I'm really psyched. I have no family, so <laughs> I'm really psyched. They all, the Draenor took them out too, or whatever, the Drac- Dracula. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. All right, so I guess we got any final thoughts? Uh, what if the Lochnar is Dracula? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, just, oh, man. No, the, the Lochnar is half Dracula, half Cthulhu. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. No. Yeah, well, I don't know. Let's reconvene here next family day. <laughs> Our like family day viewing of heavy metal. <laughs> That'd be great. And then yeah, someday when we all do have families and kids and stuff, it's like sorry, we all have to. We all meet back here. Like uh, I don't know, the Goonies or something. Like meeting back probably, together. Probably the Goonies. There's probably a better example of people that have <laughs> no, to you're meet. You're never gonna find a better example metaphor than Goonies. <laughs> Like, or uh, I guess I was actually thinking of it because they were all little kids and oh, they yeah, come back when they're grown up. Right. Goonies, it, whatever. One of the characters, one of the characters, if one of the characters hadn't got stabbed at a McDonald's at the end of Stand by Me, I'm sure they would have met up every year after that to poke dead bodies. I love that too. I always imagine that of just, <laughs> just a like new dead body every year. <laughs> <laughs> I love sure it's dead. I don't know. You should poke it. <laughs> I love thinking of that though. Stephen King writing that story and he's just like, you know, at the end I could make people feel good about themselves but i'm gonna kill him yeah. no reason mcdonald's <laughs> trying to stop a fight too he's a good guy to the bitter end ridiculous but it's the nature of reality right like sometimes we've got enough good stories about good people doing good things and it paying off in the end yeah sometimes you just get fucked in the ass in a mcdonald's that's a two for one we didn't even have to watch stand by me three times and we got that figured out <laughs> 
All right, I guess that's it. I guess we're done. Did we have a sign off for this? I don't remember. If it bleeds, you can kill it. If it's a movie, so watch it. Is that uh, it? Uh, Stupid bitch, get away from it. It's my yeah. Lochnar. <laughs> Boner fast. You got anything to pitch? Listen to Smarkomania. Yeah. KeithCourage.com, Smarkomania. We're, uh, we're, we're a podcast. Shit, Fox Satan. <laughs> Man, Jason just the other day is like texting me. He's like, Yeah, I'm listening to the first vinyl countdown just out of curiosity. And he's like, You guys stopped talking about video games and started talking about shit in your pants in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, That's 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Less than that because it takes me about 10 minutes to walk home. And it was like, I was running right the corner and you guys were like, Oh, making jokes about I used to play this system and that. And then it's like, So, Mike, tell me what the first time you shit your pants. <laughs> Was Man. it video game related? <laughs> nope, nope. We have come a long way since then, boys. <laughs> We've um. now we're to, we used to say we were Toronto's greatest think tank, but that was a lot of bullshit because we never solved anything. But like I said, we're three for three on movies. We have put these three movies to rest, mm, gentlemen. So next time, uh, let's not even say because maybe Joel can't make it and we'll switch it up. We won't even tease. Yeah. Next time. It, let's just say it it's a, be a movie. Let's just say it's a piece of shit film. <laughs> that's that's the plan. All right, good then. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Dad, that let's do that. I like that as a finishing phrase. If we <laughs> all the episodes are just this one, we'll see if we remember. All right. That's how you tell the test of a. <laughs> how about just fuck your couch, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because you can your, buy another one. Your episode with uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was just Tim Burton and Paul Rubens right. coked out of their minds. So. Yeah. Cocaine makes movies. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, I don't know that Tom Green, I mean, it's hard to say. I feel like Tom Green is just one of those people with a brain imbalance yeah, he's where he's just, naturally high. Yeah, he doesn't need drugs. Yeah. But but that could count. I mean, yeah, we have watched some pretty coked out movies so far. So let's keep it up. So clearly you have to do Blow next, even though it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, if we really, for that type of thing, we'd probably be better if we did, uh, what's Backcountry? What's that one called? Oh, Fear and Loathing? Oh, my God. <laughs> imagine watching that three times in a row? Oh, I love that. All right. Uh, Goodbye. There's your sign off, the awkward uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.